0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, I should be sitting here talking about four consecutive winning days. Unfortunately for me, I end up losing .18 units on the day because my timing was just a little bit off. So let's recap the losing card for Saturday. My big two-unit bet was on Montana, minus the two against North Dakota State, They win the football game. It goes to double overtime. Not exactly what I expected when you put two units on something and they win by two. So I push the bet. Sounds like most of you actually won this bet. North Dakota State ended as the favorite for the game. A lot of people got minus one, minus one and a half, or even plus money on this one. But in the end, I push on it. Yeah, sorry about that. Not what I expect when I step up with two units. It'll be a long, long time before I step up with two units again yeah interesting football game to say the least coin flip bets I go oh and two the winning streak in the NBA surprise surprise it ends at seven I told you fade this play I never make it to the number eight and I didn't as the T-Wolves and the Pacers stay under the number college basketball I go two and two and I lose another game in double overtime so I'm gonna look for some of that karma to come back my way here later in the season I've lost two heartbreakers in double OT so far this week. Twitter bet goes one and zero. Thank you for the votes and thank you for the winner. You back Purdue in the big showdown against Arizona, so we get to cash that ticket. NFL, I have a good day. I go two and one on the sides. I cash on Detroit and Indianapolis. I push on Cincinnati. NFL prop bets go two and one. I cash on St. Brown and Addison over the number. And my one flyer out there, well, I paid the price for doing it. I lost on downs. Surprise, surprise here. NFL first quarter unders go two and one. So I make money there. College football bowl games, not a good start for me. I lost my first four wagers. I rallied to win the last two in the day. So I go two and four. But I lost all three Sunbelt bets, including the one on Louisiana. I had plus two and a half. When I wake up in the morning, it's three everywhere. Could have pushed that. If I would have pushed that, I would have had a winning day. Oh, so close, like I said. So that's how Saturday went. Now, let's get to the card for Sunday. And we start in the National Football League. Four NFL home underdogs on the card. Play number one, New England Patriots, plus the eight and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs. Play number two, the Carolina Panthers plus the three against the Atlanta Falcons. Play number three, the Arizona Cardinals, plus the 12 and a half against the San Francisco 49ers. And play number four, as an NFL home underdog, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, plus the three and a half against the Baltimore Ravens. Now three handicap bets for Sunday as well. I'm on the Green Bay Packers, minus the three and a half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Baker Mayfield just won't go away. The Bucs have won back-to-back, including an upset at Atlanta last week. And now they're back on top of the NFC South. The Packers are still in the wild-card hunt at 6-7 after losing that heartbreaker on Monday night, 24-22 at the Giants. The Packers have won and covered three straight at home. Green Bay actually ranks 18th on offense. Tampa Bay ranks 23rd. Green Bay ranks 19th on defense. Tampa Bay ranks 28th. The Buccaneers this season, they've been fortunate, plus six in the turnover differential. The Packers, actually, they've been unfortunate this season. They rank 26th in the luck rankings. So all of those things have me pointing to Green Bay. Plus, I would expect a strong effort after the disappointment on Monday night. It won't be the Lambo in December that we dream of, but I still give the edge to Jordan Love and the Packers. So I'll lay in the three and a half here with Green Bay at home over Tampa Bay next up on the card it's the New Orleans Saints modest the five against the New York Giants so believe it or not Tommy DeVito and the G-men have won three consecutive football games but they're two and five on the road this season including losses by 18 15 24 and 32 the Saints finally covered a number at home last out beating the Panthers by 22 Prior to that, the Saints were actually 0-5 against the Sprout at home. The Giants' D has been better of late, but they've still allowed 21 or more points eight times this season. They've allowed 30 or more points five times this season. The luck rankings have me pointing to the Saints. The Giants rank 8th. The Saints rank 28th on the luck side. I don't see the Giants winning four straight here. The Saints rank 10th in points allowed, so I'm going to lay the 5 with New Orleans at home over the new york giants then my final handicap pick for sunday it's the washington commanders plus the six and a half at the los angeles rams so the commanders have lost four straight they're coming off of a bye facing a rams team that just dropped a heartbreaker in overtime at baltimore and then probably the biggest reason for this handicap my wife is actually still alive in the eliminator contest and she's using the rams this week so let's just call this my hedge think the commanders are actually in this one late so give me Washington plus the six and a half at the LA Rams next up nine prop bets here for Sunday and we start at quarterback it's Tua over the 218 and a half yards passing yeah I can't say his last name so I'm not even going to try and this is against the New York Giant or Jets excuse me so Tua has gone over this number in four straight three weeks ago he went 21 of 30 for 243 yards against these Jets the Jets do rank second against the pass giving up just 167 yards per game but the Dolphins are coming off a shocking loss I actually think they keep the gas pedal down in this one until the end so give me two up over the 218 and a half yards passing for the Dolphins next up at quarterback it's Will Levis over the 206 and a half yards passing against Houston so, Levis has gone over and back to back. He had his best game of the year on Monday night, tossing for 327 yards at Miami. Now he gets to face the 26th ranked passing defense that gives up 246 per game of the year. So, give me Will Levis over the 206 and a half yards passing for the Titans. Next up at quarterback, it's my one under for the week. It's Matthew Stafford under the 275 and a half yards passing against Washington. So yes, the commanders are dead last against the pass, giving up 266 yards per game. Stafford has gone over this number in back to back and five times this season. When he's gone over, he's averaged 42.2 attempts. I don't see that type of volume today. So I'm going to bet the under here on Matthew Stafford under the 274 and a half yards passing for the Rams. Next up at running back, it's Alvin Kamara. Over the two, or excuse me, 200. I hope it's not 200. 60 and a half yards rushing against the New York Giants. You can tell it's a late night here on a Saturday for me. So the Giants ranked 31st, giving up eight, or excuse me, wow, 4.8 yards per carry. Alavi has a bad ankle. Hill was limited this week with a foot injury. Shahid was limited with a thigh injury. Kamara hasn't had more than 15 carries over the last five weeks. It's time to lean on him. It's time to use them. It's time to pound the rock. So give me Elvin over the 60 and a half yards rushing for the Saints. Next up at running back, it's Tony Pollard over the 52 and a half yards rushing at Buffalo. So Pollard has gone over this number in five consecutive games for the Cowboys. The Bills ranked 29th against the run, allowing 4.7 yards per carry. Pollard has had 12 or more attempts in eight consecutive games with a long of 11 or more in each of those games. So I like the over here with Tony Pollard over the 52 and a half yards rushing for the Cowboys next up at running back. Well, another commander here. It's Antonio Gibson over the 41 and a half yards rushing at the L.A. Rams. So no Brian Robinson this week. So Gibson gets his opportunity to carry the load for the commanders against the Rams who give up 4.2 yards per carry ranked 20th in the nfl last year when gibson had double digit carries he went over this number in five of eight games he's averaging 4.2 yards per attempt this season i expect a solid day for gibson yeah i'm all in on the commanders i guess give me antonio gibson over the 41 and a half yards rushing for washington next up it's at tight end it's george kittle over the 46 and a half yards receiving at Arizona. So Kittle had only one catch for nine yards in the first meeting against the Cardinals. Kittle has gone over this number in six of seven games. His long this year has been 30 or more five times. I just need one big one here. So give me George Kittle, over the 46 and a half yards receiving for the 49ers. Next up at wide receiver, it's Jaden Reed. Over the four, or excuse me, 52 and a half yards receiving against Tampa Bay. So I'm back for more here. Reed was targeted 10 times on Monday night, eight catches for only 27 yards. That was the second lowest yardage in NFL history for that many receptions. The Bucks give up the third most passing yards. I love my targets. I just need to break one for double digits here. So give me Jaden Reed over the 52 and a half yards receiving for the Packers. Then my final prop bet, it's at wide receiver again. It's Adam Thielen, the Minnesota kid, over 41 and a half yards receiving against Atlanta. So after a couple down weeks, Thielen finally hit the radar again last week with seven targets, five catches for 74 yards. He's gone over this number nine times this season. He only had two catches for 12 yards in the first meeting against the Falcons, but I expect better at home this week. So give me Adam Thielen over the 41.5 yards receiving for the Panthers. Next up, your first quarter unders. I don't like them, but I bet them. Here we go. Chiefs Patriots, 7.5 at a minus 155. Giants Saints, 7.5 at a minus 162. Jets Dolphins, 7.5 at a minus 148. Texans, Titans, six and a half at a plus 124. Falcons, Panthers, six and a half at a minus 105. Bears, Browns, six and a half at a plus 130. Buccaneers, Packers, seven and a half at a minus 122. 49ers, Cardinals, nine and a half at a plus 100. Commanders, Rams, down and a half at a plus 100. Cowboys, Bills, nine and a half at a minus 102. Ravens, Jaguars, seven and a half at a minus 120. Some ugly juice in there, but that's how they go. Next up on the card, let's go to college basketball. Game number one, it's in Las Vegas. Neutral site game, it's Howard, minus the one and a half, against Texas Southern. So, short turnaround for Howard. They're just tipping here on Saturday as I record this. Howard is the preseason favorite in the MEAC. Texas Southern is the favorite in the SWAC. I would have preferred Texas Southern to have at least one win prior to this game but unfortunately they're 0-8 on the season after losing by six to North Carolina A&T on Saturday. The Tigers have played the number one ranked schedule in the country they actually kept it within two at Oral Roberts they lost to Drake by only six and they've been in some games but they do rank 268th in the Kinpom numbers. Howard, on the other hand, they're four and six on the season. They've played the 85th toughest schedule. They have Division One wins over Hampton, Boston, and Lyola Mary, or excuse me, Mount Saint Mary's. The Bison average 22 more points per game, shooting 46 percent from the floor, compared to only 34.1 percent for Texas Southern. But the schedule strength is a factor in those numbers, of course. It's only a minus one and a half, and now that's a number that scares me, of course but I watched Howard take Cincinnati at overtime. They played it within 10 against Pennsylvania. I'm going to lay the one and a half with the Bison on a neutral floor in Las Vegas over Texas Southern. Next up on the card, neutral site game here in Seattle. It's Washington, minus the four, against Seattle. So the Huskies are 6-3 and on the season, losses to Nevada by 7, San Diego State by 3, and Colorado State by 5. They have good wins over Northern Kentucky, Xavier, and Gonzaga last time out. Dare I say this team is far exceeding my expectations after being picked ninth in the Pac-12. Washington is averaging over 82 points per game, shooting 47.4% from the floor, having played the 57th toughest schedule in the country. Seattle U is 6-4 and four in the season. All four losses have been by six or less, so that does scare me a bit. The losses have been against Northern Arizona, VCU, Utah Valley, and San Francisco. Their best win? Well, that was probably against UC San Diego. Seattle has picked third in the WAC this year. The Redhawks are averaging 73 points per game on 45.9% shooting from the floor, but they've played a cupcake schedule, 311th in the country. So strong resume edge to Washington. Neutral floor once again changes everything. Otherwise, I'd be in the little school over the big school. But in this situation, neutral site, I'm going to lay the four with the Huskies of Washington against Seattle on a neutral floor. Next up on the card, it's North Dakota State plus the four and a half at Illinois State. So a rare situation here. I'm playing the Howard Bison and I'm playing the North Dakota State Bison. So North Dakota State, well, they've been heavily criticized for their non-conference schedule. Last out, they beat Oak Hills Christian 108 to 14. Yes, I did say 108 points to 14 points. That's a blowout. As a Division I program, you should never be scheduling a team that my guys at the gym could probably beat by 30. Teams in the Summit circle opportunities against the Missouri Valley Conference. The buys that will be up for this one, and they do have an experienced roster that can win on the road. The Redbirds of Illinois State are 6-4 and on the season. The losses have been to St. Louis, High Point, Wright State, and Norfolk State. They have good wins over Long Beach State. UIC, Murray State, and Northern Kentucky. But they're a Jekyll and Hyde type team. They only average 66 points per game and they shoot just 40.9% from the floor, having played the 262nd ranked schedule in the country. They trailed wire to wire against Norfolk State and shot just 31% last time out. So I do expect much better today, but I don't know if it'll be enough to keep up with the Bison, who average over 79 points per game. So I'm going to grab the four and a half on the road with North Dakota State at Illinois State. Next up on the card, it's Colgate plus the 17 at Illinois. So the fight in Illini are 7-2 and on the season, and they've played extremely well. Only losses have been to top 10 teams, Marquette and Tennessee. They have nice wins at Rutgers, then on a neutral floor against Florida Atlantic. They have Missouri on deck, so I feel like this could be a sneaky trap game coming off of three big ones. Colgate's a dangerous team, six and four on the season, preseason favorite to win the Patriot League. They have losses by four at Syracuse, 18 points against Yale on a neutral floor, six points against Harvard, and a 27-point loss at Arizona. Last time out, they pulled an upset at Vermont, shooting 53% from the floor. So I just have a feeling that Colgate will have enough shooting to cover the number. So let's grab the 17 with the Raiders of Colgate on the road at Illinois. Next up on the card, it's coin flip time. We start in the NBA. Got to start a new streak. Ended at seven yesterday, so hopefully we can get number one today. I selected the Houston Rockets at the Milwaukee Bucks. Total of 230 in this game. Tails it is. I'm on the under 230 between the Rockets and the Bucks, NHL coin flip. I selected the Washington Capitals at the Carolina Hurricanes. Total of six in this one. Tails it is again. I'm on the under six between the Capitals and the Hurricanes. So let's recap my monster mega card here for Sunday. We start in the National Football League. The home underdogs. I'm on New England. Plus the eight and a half against Kansas City. I'm on Carolina plus the three against Atlanta. I'm on Arizona, plus the 12 and a half against San Francisco. I'm on Jacksonville, plus the three and a half against Baltimore. My handicap picks here for Sunday. I'm on the Green Bay Packers, minus the three and a half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm on the New Orleans Saints, minus the five against the New York Giants. I'm on the Washington Commanders, plus the six and a half at the LA Rams. Prop bets, I'm on two up. Over the 218 and a half yards passing against the Jets. I'm on Will Levis over the 206 and a half yards passing against Houston. I'm on Matthew Stafford under the 274 and a half yards passing against Washington. At running back, Alvin Kamara over 60 and a half yards rushing against the New York Giants. I'm on Tony Pollard over the 52 and a half yards rushing at Buffalo. I'm on Antonio Gibson over the 41 and a half yards rushing at the LA Rams. I'm on George Kittle over the 46 and a half yards receiving at Arizona. I'm on Jaden Reed over the 52 and a half yards receiving against Tampa Bay. I'm on Adam Thielen over the 41 and a half yards receiving against Atlanta. First quarter unders, check the show notes. College basketball, I'm on Howard minus the one and a half against Texas Southern. In Las Vegas, I'm on Washington, minus the four against Seattle on a neutral site. I'm on North Dakota State, plus the four and a half at Illinois State. I'm on Colgate, plus the 17 at Illinois. Coin flip in the NBA, I'm on the Rockets and the Bucks under the 230. Coin flip in the NHL, I'm on the Capitals and the Hurricanes under the six. So that's my card for Sunday. Hopefully it's another great day of sports. Kind of happy that the Sun Belt's down in action today in college football. That'll probably help the old bankroll a little bit. But as always, everyone, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.